There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, what's up? What's up? Good to see you. It's good, good to be to... here. Uh, it's good to talk some Oak Island. It is. Per usual. Yes. And uh, so right now what we're doing is we're chatting. We're going to chat and recap season eight, episode 21, Off the Railing, which uh-huh. which uh, premiered in the United States a week ago. Aired. I which, think that's probably. Yeah, and premiered. But uh, a week ago. Yeah. And was shown in Canada day mm-hmm. before yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like on the, the Canada schedule. We're here. on Canada trend. Yeah. So anyway, we're here to talk about all the fun stuff that happened in an exciting episode. Lots yes. of uh, swamp action. Mm-hmm. And uh, Smith's Cove action. Say what? Yeah. So we visited the Cove. Yeah. And then we went back to the swamp. But I figured we would finish talking about the swamp like at the end of okay. our episode because that's where this episode ends so and let then, it be written so, so let, let it be, be done. done is yeah. that the right mm-hmm. thing okay well well before cool. we get into it okay i do want to say i want to give a quick shout out real quick a shout it i want a real quick shout out real quick you want a okay? real quick are you gonna shout it no no because i don't want to hurt anybody's ears but are you gonna do it quick yes oh okay all right so last night we had oak island trivia we don't usually talk about the day after um because we usually record on a different day. But yeah. um, we did have Oak Island Trivia last night for this episode. And I just want to give a special shout out to Jeff S. and Janet G. They're the winners. Mm-hmm. They won uh, Oak Island, fabulous Oak Island prizes uh-huh. last night. Also, Ruth S. and Trisha M. They won uh, Oak Island trading cards. So well done. Well done. And if well you want to be cool like those people, join us on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. for Oak Island Trivia. Just wanted to throw that out there at the top of the show. Yeah, we like uh, seeing you guys show up. And you know what? Hmm. Steve is going to write some questions for trivia for next week. Are they going to be hard? I bet you they're all math questions. Well, I did a math question last night, so maybe he's like, no. ah, I'll show him. He's like, that. that's not math. That's that not doesn't math. even count. It was basic edition. He's going <laughs> to... He's going to be asking you probably about the elevations of the island. Maybe. he He's probably going to want to have you calculate the, or triangulate. Maybe he's like, going to make you guys do the work mm, he needs to do. There you go. And he's like, <laughs> let's put them to work. No, I thought that was really great that, you know, he stopped in, said hi, and we, and we were teasing, like, hey, write some questions. He's like, I'll do it. So... <laughs> Aha, Steve, you're on the hook. Can't wait. So you that can, is for next week. If you wanted to come and join us at Oak Island Trivia, do it. Because mm-hmm. you might r- rub shoulders with like a huggy guppy, Sir Stephen Guptill. So and, um, I guess you'd be rubbing shoulders with him if you were digital, like hugging him. Digital shoulders. Yeah. Hugging <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and other people show up too sometimes. Like we get Tony, yep. we get Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Laird's popped in there once. Yep. So. All right. Uh, let's talk about the episode, eh? Eh? Well, we're doing the Canada thing, so I figure I throw in an A. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, we do the Canada thing every week. Okay, so <laughs> that being Cove. said, Smith's Cove is Long time on no the table. Friend. I know. I missed you, friend. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go do the thing. Well, you, you like channel Smith's Cove at home. Like, you have U-shaped structures everywhere. I do. I have a U-shaped structure. She, like, builds her, her side of the bed as a U-shaped structure. I do, <laughs> actually. It takes... I have a pillow of U-shaped structures. Yeah, so she, I go into bed and I like nuzzle into She's it. got like a little U-shaped fort. <laughs> I yeah. do. And then I've got my U-shaped uh, garden bed. Mm-hmm. So I should try some red dye this year and see if that makes a difference. Makes them grow better. I don't know. Red dye? Yeah. Secret recipe? Written in code? Could it be? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So we had here. Steve and Rick driving down the road towards Smith's Cove uh-huh. and uh, they need to meet up with the sonic drilling folks uh-huh. including uh Terry and Charles that are always out there doing their due diligence they are they're uh, running you know they're hanging out with the drill rig like 24 7 literally and eh, maybe not 24 7 okay I, I, they get time they to sleep. eat and sleep and stuff well maybe they sleep on the table maybe 
Maybe. Um, I don't think so. Steve uh, tells Rick that he has pinned them the dead center of the location over, you know, the Behringer survey mm -hmm. plot point. And he's very confident that it, there was a non-ferrous target right there. Yeah. Right where he pinpointed them. Well, I guess he wasn't confident. That's how I wrote oh, it. But oh. they were saying that he said that on the Behringer survey, that's where they felt was the most likely or highest non-ferrous target. It is. It is. It is. So he put them right in the middle of the big old square. And the Behringer survey is what we heard about at the beginning of this season, right? Yeah, something that Doug Kroll had mm -hmm. found in Dan Blankenship's archives. Yep. And he's going over everything with a fine-tooth comb. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, something that Dan Blankenship and David Tobias, mm -hmm. uh, formerly of uh, uh, Oak Island Tours, mm -hmm. both of them together, um, they had commissioned this scan or this uh, survey, mm -hmm. and it was in the late 80s, and... We're not sure if they actually found anything, but they... Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't follow up. They, they couldn't. They didn't yeah. have the funds. Uh, fund, funds always seem to be an issue, right? That's why there's a budget, but then there's always permitting, and you run out of time on your permits. Funds are no issue for the History Channel now. Well, Maybe I mean... Maybe a little bit of an issue, but would, not much. You will have an issue if you don't run on a budget, and you just start spending stuff willy-nilly. Oh, that's why know. there's Is a budget. Is that called 400 boreholes? <laughs> Is well, that, if they were in the budget, sometimes you have to move the budget from, say, Smith's Cove to some additional boreholes. That's why there's an agenda for each year. There's an agenda and a budget so you don't go bankrupt. Yeah, but they just need to do Steve's uh I love Steve's plane. idea. Steve's hole. 200. Steve's giant hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, 200 feet wide. And then what was it like? 200. No, wait. Did he say 300? No, it was like 200 by 250 or something ridiculous. Yeah, and that's what needs to happen. That will definitely <laughs> get to the bottom ridiculous. of it. Good job, It'll get Steve. to the bottom of it. it literally. Like it literally will. There, There's no option. Uh, anyway, so they show up and Steve has brought an overview. Mm -hmm. An overview, a.k.a. a map like yep, with yep. a grid from all the work that they did in smith's cove before yep i was excited to see a map so i can update my giant master plan map you know it was really funny when steve showed up in one of our live streams uh -huh. and he saw the map that you had uh, made yeah and because you were i think yeah. it was on a, on a pregame right yeah he showed up on the pregame yeah and then he's like what how did you get my map and Deitch was like no 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 this is my map <laughs> i was like i made a hit i think i may have giving him a heart attack or something because he was like oh, how did they hack into my computer no i'm just i legit did what is equal to copying off steve's paper during a homework assignment or like a test and yeah, his is going to be way better than mine this is pretty detailed though it's pretty impressive. it is it, it's a continuing very good for an amateur <laughs> pretty good for someone that doesn't know fully what they're doing yeah. but yes yeah, pretty good for an amateur yeah, so um, doing this, the work at the Behringer's uh, mm -hmm. survey targets, um, yep. the depth is 80 to 100 feet. Yes. And uh, Terry says that he is referring to it, this hole as non-ferrous target one or mm -hmm. NF1. Yeah. Uh, they are currently only at 68 feet when they get there. But then there's like a commercial break and some stuff. They do come back. Mm -hmm. They come back. And at that point, Where's are come on where to go on my notes you know i don't see it hmm it's in here it's not but they come back and guess what, what? they didn't find anything <laughs> they yeah. had they had hit some kind of um um yeah right here smith's cove so we yeah, come back yeah we're, talking about, we're still talking about nf1 that says nf2 so NF1, that's when everybody's down there. Like Rick is down there. Uh -huh. You know, they have the whole the whole crew. And uh, even Brennan from Choice, yeah. Son of Drills, was down there. And they're looking closely at the spoils they're bringing up from that between 80 and 100 foot uh -huh. uh, depth. And it was too, um, it wasn't good material that would have been tunneling uh, material, material yeah. to get through. And so they decided to uh, call the hole uh -huh. and... That was it. Move on. Move on to the next. Yeah. Which just... was the NF2. Yes. That they did um, go on to. Mm -hmm. And everybody left except for good old uh, Terry and Charles and the, the folks digging from uh, 
choice. So um, they're monitoring the dig of NF2. Mm -hmm. um, Charles asked <laughs> Col Here it is. Colton, um, he's one of the diggers, and the other one's uh, Mike Tedford, um, what their most recent depth is. And he uh, responds to Charles, letting him know that they're at 134 feet on NF2 at this point already. Mm -hmm. And that's like below their target depth anyway. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I had mislabeled my notes as swamp when it's mm. Smith's Cove over here. So this is my fault. And I just wanted to touch on the fact that because oh, you wouldn't have been able to remember all the details. Yep. Um, so when they come and they're back to NF1. NF1. So they're at 79 feet, and that's when they hit the hard play till. Yep. And yada yada, we're all like, yeah, let's call this. Move on to the next one. Yep. And Rick goes on to say that they're all interested in this non-ferrous target, right? Mm -hmm. It's exciting. But to him, it makes sense to do a tunnel. Like, why wouldn't we want to confirm a tunnel? So they don't go very far from where they're at right now on the non-ferrous target because there was a tunnel running right beside it, which you see on the map with Steve's overview uh, with the overlay of the Behringer survey. So they say, hey, let's put a pin in it right here. And Rick tells... Uh, steve to get his gps and get to work so that they can move the rig because apparently you know it's very expensive to run oh yeah well if each uh hole is costing them up toward toward twenty thousand dollars yeah yeah it's expensive yeah and uh steve says come on did i get it press it one time i'll grab my gps <laughs> i did but then it didn't stay and then i had if to you press it you press it twice well, you pressed it twice, and now he's like, "I'm gonna get my GPS." And, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, Aaron, we heart you. We'll never get tighter than. Oh Sorry, no, girl. I can't wait to play it for him on his interview. He's gonna say something. Aaron, we'll be then, like, "Oh yeah, girl." Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Because then he's gonna be like, "Well, I think this interview's done." <laughs> nah, I think he likes our shenanigans. Okay. Good. All right. So we do move on to borehole NF2, like yes. I had already mentioned, yes. and it's 15 feet away from the first attempt. Mm -hmm. And um, they are down at a depth of 134 feet at this point. So they're already well past their target. Mm -hmm. And uh, Terry looked at the core and um, him and he and Charles and Terry says that to him, it's just a continuation of a fracture. Mm -hmm. He says that it's gypsum material falling back into the fracture. Unfortunately, it's nothing that Mother Nature, um, or it's nothing but Mother Nature, mm -hmm. and it's definitely not a tunnel. Yeah. Wah, wah. Which is to say, is this tunnel actually just a crack in the limestone, and that's what's shown up on the Behringer survey? Maybe, maybe not. It. You just, you, we don't know. And um, we're going to have put a couple more holes in in order to confirm that either way so we'll put a pin in it again put a pin in it yeah so um yeah and terry says that the lack of artifacts at uh and this type of geology says that they can probably just stop what they're doing mm -hmm. and so that's like you know putting a pin in it clotworthy goes on to say that since terry has identified a fracture in the geology below does that mean that it would explain? Oh, that's kind of what you just said. Yeah. In a different way, because mm -hmm. this is clotworthy. Yeah, this is clotworthy. Yeah, but he said that, you know, that could possibly explain the tunnels on the Barrington survey. Maybe, maybe not. But um, yeah, I mean, how, that even if that's the case, that's not explaining the signals of non ferrous metals like gold and silver. Mm -hmm. So, and hmm. I know. Rick mentions that, but then we also let's think about this for a second. What other non-ferrous metals could there be? We know, so that's something that's not magnetic, right? It doesn't have iron in it, so it's not a bunch of cast iron pans down there. We did, there was a lead cross. Lead's non-ferrous, if I remember correctly. So what if these artifacts are something not gold and silver or there's just more of something that's not gold or silver yeah well precious non-ferrous metals include gold silver platinum and there's exotic rare metals such as cobalt mercury tungsten beryllium bismuth 
and some other stuff. I, I don't know. Also, if I tin. Try to it could be a bunch of tin cans. Pronounce, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, aluminum, copper, mm -hmm. zinc. So yeah, mm -hmm. it just made me think. You know, it could be a lot of things. One of the big finds that everybody is very excited about is the lead cross, and mm -hmm. the lead is also a non-ferrous item. Is it? Yes. If I, I thought lead was a non-ferrous metal. It's super soft. So mm -hmm. it, it just made it got me to thinking, yeah, we're all excited about gold and silver, but you know, it, I don't think it's a bunch of tin cans, but you never know. Maybe ancient tin cans. Mm. No. Okay, so non-ferrous metals aren't metallic because mm -hmm. they don't contain significant amounts of iron. Mm -hmm. Aluminum, lead, copper, tin, zinc, and brass are all non-ferrous. Well, so there you go. Brass, that was uh, that knob that came out of the swamp. Yes. So we've seen both of those non-ferrous items come up. Yeah. Just, just a thought. Yeah, it's hard to remember all those off the top of your head, but... Because <laughs> I, I had, you know, we've obviously looked through those lists many times. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. So Rick uh, reminds us that time and weather is are working against the team here. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lot of, on the search agenda. So basically, you're going to move on. Yeah, we need to move on, make some decisions. And hey, we have a war room right after that. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, so long, Smith's Cove. It was fun to spend 10 minutes there this season. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. On the next time on. And so they're back from out of space. It's hard to tell oh. if that's exactly where they are, but I think it is. And they get really excited about the choice sausage that comes out. And they're all like, whoa, what's in there? Yeah, but in the war room, didn't they agree to move on? Yeah, but I think they, it was hard to say definitively, definitively, because Rick said, give us a couple days to get some research together. And then we'll move on. Maybe they threw a couple holes down while they were doing research to figure out where to go next in the money pit. Well, let's talk about it because at that war room, Rick and Doug are in the research center, uh -huh. which is a little bit weird because Rick's usually manning the, uh, the war room. Uh -huh. But uh, Craig, Marty, Jack are in the war room and they're discussing the results from that sonic drill like we had mentioned in Smith's Cove uh -huh. and what to do next. And Doug lets them know that uh, they had no gold or precious metals on the table at all. They, you know, Sad. They didn't have anything to bring up. Nothing, yeah. Wah, he, does, he does go on to explain that they took two shots. And in order to do this area justice, they would need to do at least 16 holes to cover it completely. And Craig's like, yeah. And I think uh, Marty's probably like, oh, my pocketbook. Ouch. Yeah. Ah. But he even said, well, you know, we want to get it on the first try. If, yeah. And there was a shot here that maybe we could put two holes down and get something shiny out of it. Yeah, well, the first try doesn't usually pan out. So. Mm -hmm. I think his, what was his quote? He says, this is a treasure hunt after all. Of course <laughs> we're going to try. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, Doug does note that the silver lining in this might be that they're still able to repeat this process after they get out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Maybe even while we're still in a pandemic, Doug? Because right now we are, and we know it's getting time for them to go back to the island. So, yeah, this was probably recorded in October of last year. Uh -huh. so. Yeah, we're still there, Doug. We're getting through it though. <laughs> we're, we're all hanging on and we're still rooting for you. Yep. All right. So, Rick and Doug say that they don't think that they can put an X through this yet, of course, uh -huh. and that these targets will still be there. Uh, or could still be there, and the door is not closed on this yet. Uh, yep, and then Rick says, you know, they need to do their homework. Door Doug. Duh. <laughs> no, no, I said Doug. Oh, duh, Doug, get to work. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Doug, go do the well, homework. Rick's like, we need to do homework, and he probably just looks straight yeah. at Doug. Like, that's you, that's your task, buddy. <laughs> yeah, research center. That's yeah. AKA homework room. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, Doug, get to work, and but the door remains open to duplicating the survey, or maybe they just set up and drill on it. But it's on the back burner for now because they have things they need to chase now. I mean, they could almost set up in the same spot and they're going to, you know, get to a different endpoint at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, that's because that's the way that those kind of boreholes work. So 
Marty asks what they're going to do with the drilling rig in the meantime. And Doug says, you know, they think, he thinks that they should bring it back up to the money pit mm-hmm. and uh, look at the grid and see if there's some unexplored space. And everyone agrees and says, eh, I guess yeah. that's a pretty good idea, I suppose. Because eh. they still have the original grid. Uh, well, the the drilling plan or grid that Craig and the team had put together, mm-hmm. and which is constantly changing based off of the results that they get. And... Okay, let's look at what makes the most sense for they're what's slow, left. They're slowly running out of unexplored areas. <laughs> yeah, and but they're in. The problem with that is, is you see those maps that they bring up in all these um, boreholes, they drift left, they drift right, they mm-hmm. drift back, they drift forward, because you can never get it straight down. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't. And even, so Steve had said, currently which is probably why they're still using sonic drilling on those holes if the the walk on them is only like three or four feet which is really good compared to what they've had with the other types of drills in the past so at least they're getting a lot more but we saw that 3d model at the beginning of the year and at a certain depth they all disappear and if we're really thinking it's deeper on the flip side, it blows my mind that we were chasing a tunnel so shallow. So I don't know. I don't know either. And what you just said reminded me of something else they talked about at the beginning of the season. Hmm. A coffer dam at the swamp. <laughs> that never showed up. No, but it was such a dry like year. And, you know... I know. It, it, it was off topic anyway. It was off topic, <laughs> but they're I finding just... so much there. I mean once we get to swamp swamp, i mean they could have put a sheet piling straight through something that was important and they said let's hold off well i bet marty's like yes a million dollars saved (laughs) a million dollars saved a million dollars earned (laughs) it helps with the budget yeah that helped towards the boreholes that they uh, did on the non-ferrous targets is they didn't have to do the cofferdam. Yeah. You trade the cofferdam for the boreholes. I swear I remember Oak Island from the other side of the causeway posting some kind of images of cofferdam material going over that causeway, though. Yeah. I remember it like in October, We still November have a few year. episodes left. Well, so you're saying there's still a chance. I'm saying there's still a chance. Or a silver lining. A silver lining. <laughs> oh, Marty. Oh, speaking of, Marty says to Doug, the next time you are discussing results, that we're dis- all discussing these results, will you please not use the term silver lining? <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking when Doug said that, I was like, that's kind of messed up, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Marty said that uh, his heart kind of jumped when he heard silver. Oh, oh, you got me. <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Marty. Pretty good stuff. He survived, though. All right, so hmm, we do have some hmm, the swamp. We have to kind of go on the swamp now because the rest of the stuff is like Carmen Lake, and that's a result of stuff they did at the swamp. No, so Carmen Lake was. Oh yeah, you're right. My so bad. there's a shot in the research center where Doug is doing homework, right, and he's going through dance archives and he's pulling up different artifacts. That's right, I forgot. And he pulls. How can I forget. I don't. No, because I've only seen the episode once, and you've seen it like five times. Five billion different times. Yeah, that's Marty, Laird, and Doug Correct. together at the research center. And um, like you said, Dan had Dan has lots of stuff like archived and almost hidden away. I mean, almost, but really, it's not. It's you know organized away, but it's not like he had it all put into a computer system where it was easy to find or look up and the funds and the time to be able to research everything Mm. i mean he was a smaller group than what they have now right we have like 22 regular cast members right now plus it's just so he's got a lot more hands on we got more hands on deck and as doug pulls this out he's like oh this is fascinating right Mm-hmm. and he's like okay here's some something it was a ziploc bag that indicated that that particular artifact dan had found in the swamp in the 1970s yep oh what's that and he opens it and it definitely looks very intriguing mm-hmm. and nobody's sure 
really what yeah. it is. You no, know, it's a forged piece of metal. Mm -hmm. And that's about as good of a guess as they've got. Even Laird, we didn't hear him uh, pontificate. No, he said, well, it looks forged. You know, it's got a lot of layers. We just didn't get a lot from Laird. No, we haven't he... got a lot from Laird in a while. He's Laird, been uh, busy with you. Samuel Ball's I stuff. Know. Which is good. I mean, that's his happy place. It is. It's his happy place. But we still miss him. We do. He he shows up once in a while to crush some dreams. He does. But he leaves it to Aaron and Miriam as well. They've been doing good. <laughs> They've been doing a great job being dream crushers. Yeah. Uh, but he, he Laird's says... like, you have learned well, my Padawan. Right? And he says, hey, I know who you should take this to. And if <laughs> Laird is saying he knows who you should take it to, you should take it to Carmen. Carmen Leg. Super Carmen. Super Carmen. All right. So let's talk about that trip to Northville Farm. Okie dokie. So Doug and Scott are the ones that go out and uh, see Carmen. Yep. And, you know, I think Doug has got to be one of the coolest dudes ever. Oh, my gosh. Like, he is just there sporting his backwards cap. And I'm like, dang, how could, how do you pull that off? I can't put, pull that off, according to my wife. I wear a backwards cap. And she says, wow, that is really bad. Please turn it around. Yeah. Please just take it off. I don't care if your hair is like standing up straight. It's way better than a backwards cap. Well, you try to tell me that you wear your hat straight, but you still, you like, you cock it to the side a little bit. And I'm like, you got to stop doing that. And you're like, I don't do that. And I catch you doing it all the time. Yeah, whatever. You know what? Back when I was in high school, uh -huh. so like 1999, 1998, uh -huh. um, like I, I, I was allowed to wear hats at school. I used to have bleach blonde hair, like um, I was a Backstreet hair, bo yep. Boy or something, mm -hmm. and I had uh, a backwards cap, and I was super cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, I don't think Doug has bleach blonde uh, Backstreet hair. He should try it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, you know, good for him to try in the off season to see if it's his jam. <laughs> I'm not going back there myself, so probably don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Anyway, so they have brought him the piece of metal that Dan found in the swamp in the 1970s. Mm -hmm. And Carmen's like, whoa, that's really unique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says that has several layers and it's not iron. And I was like, say what? Say what? What? What is it? But it, so it had to be a softer metal non bears i don't know i doubt it mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe who knows but um yeah maybe not maybe i don't know um uh, i get i bet you gary's metal detector would have detected it uh that's probably how they found it in the first place some kind of old oh, i'll say detector. gary wasn't there not too. gary no <laughs> gary was a wee lad at the time i'm sure anywho he might so have been born yet, it was know. made of many layers mm -hmm. so and carmen that would say it's strong and then, right, he get and he's guessing that it's military and probably off of a cannon. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought for sure it was like some kind of like old style axe because that's what it looked like to me. Because I've seen axes that look like that in video games. Mm -hmm. Nothing really, uh, you know. I feel like I've seen it in person too, like at one of the museums we've gone to in the past mm -hmm. or something. But I don't know. But it's but yeah, it, it's not it's smaller it than we initially thought yeah. it was. Yeah, so it's a piece that would probably go on top of a cannon uh -huh. of some sort. And Carmen thinks at least it would have had to do with explosives and that mm -hmm. the holes in the top would be to help like release the pressure when the cannon went off, when you've got the gunpowder. And he thinks that it's the burnt gunpowder residue mm -hmm. on the inside of the holes. Yeah, I saw somebody post something on one of the Facebook mm -hmm. uh, groups that had a whole bunch of things that kind of looked like this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It wasn't a part of a cannon, though. Mm -hmm. It was part of something mundane. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that this isn't what Carmen thinks it is. But, you know, Carmen's just making a you know, an educated guess. It doesn't mean he's right mm -hmm. every time, either. It doesn't mean he's wrong, either. It doesn't mean he's wrong. So. Um i was i found this sweet book on history stuff shut up you have a history book yeah i know and it <laughs> like folds out to this giant oh yeah it is pretty epic yeah it is maybe we'll bring it to pregame but it it has specifically in there in the early to mid of 1400s with cannons when they were first and 
started to be used. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, spot on, Carmen. Very nice. Yeah. So what episode did they have that thing that, that uh, Scott unfolded on the table? What were they, who were they talking to in the uh, war room? What do you mean? What he you know unfolded? That, yeah, yeah. You know that history thing that was unfolded oh you know, like that was doug not scott but oh, yeah that was, yeah and that was that about was the uh serpents. the serpent mounds mm-hmm. yeah so deidre found something like that but mm-hmm. it's a lot more modern <laughs> yeah but yeah it's pretty sweet so maybe but it starts back you know before noah's art yeah well we'll teacher will bring it on to pregame tonight yeah at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern if you mm-hmm. want to come and join us on facebook at facebook.com slash oak island podcast mm-hmm. it'll be a good time yeah and if you missed it and if you're listening to this as a podcast like the next day or something it's okay. well go back and check us out on facebook and then you can find it yes and i'm sure that. we had a good time i'm sure we did we always do yep and anywho anywho uh gunpowder we already talked about that and that he's saying that weapons like this or you know with that type of forging would go back to you know middle 1400s and scott and doug look very happy very yeah. pleased with themselves yeah, isn't doug like hearing that date a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he is and you're right doug yeah and so they go then and take the artifact back to the research center mm-hmm. and meet up with marty there uh doug and scott and they report their findings from the item um and what carmen like had to say about it mm-hmm. marty seems kind of shocked yeah gobsmacked even yeah that it would be part of a canon and asks how um, it's associated with the canon. Scott explains of how you would put the wick in and the whole, and uh, you know, basically how, how a canon what, works. Yeah, and what Carmen said. Yeah, I mean, got to relay the information to Mark, but he does seem shocked. He's like, "How? How is this part of a canon?" Let's see. We have cannon balls. We have cannon legs. Cannon legs. Cannon other parts. Wick holder. Wick holder thing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, what do you pressure that- releaser can we can we get a barrel i don't know there's lots like uh the uh karen the gal that uh, lives across from oak island she's got cannons out on her yeah front, pro- front of her property maybe those cannons went with that maybe, maybe it's in the bottom of the swamp because yeah. carmen asked where the rest of it was and doug suggests that maybe it's still down there maybe it is maybe that's what one of the things Billy's banging the shovel on. Could we? Could it be? Could it? Maybe. It could. So Marty says that they need to get it into the hands of an armaments expert because mm-hmm. if it can be verified, then that is a really big clue. Mm-hmm. And Marty says to what? Go find the rest of the cannon. Yeah. Uh-huh. And call me back. <laughs> right. Call me back when you find the rest of it. Uh, we're working on it, Marty. We found obviously pieces to this cannon. If, if this is such a large puzzle. Marty, baby steps. He's we'll like, get there. He's like, I've taken too many baby steps. Yeah. All right. So now heading to the stinky. Brackish. Swamp. Bog. The Keeper of Secrets, as Rick points out, even Mm. though I thought that was Poussin and I thought it was Charles, but Charles has been relieving secrets, revealing, not relieving. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it's definitely Charles, I'm just saying. It's on his trading card and everything. All right, so we're at the swamp. This is at the top of the episode. Yes. And they're near the northeastern corner, Mm -hmm. like Tom Nolan's backyard. Yeah, they're in Tom's backyard. Mm -hmm. So Miriam, Alex, and Aaron are out there digging. Dig, 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 dig. It's what they like to do. Mm-hmm. Digging on the stone road. Yep. Miriam's kind of, I don't know. She seems like she's a point person. Uh-huh. And she was saying that it'd be really nice if they could find another artifact in this area. Saying it, you know, definitively, yes, this is the stone path. Yes, it's headed uphill. You know, she's kind of trying to interpret the land and the stones and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, every, sorry, she's saying also goes on to say this is the first time we've had an actual definitive curve in the road. Like they've all been, season, we've been talking about could it? the curve. Maybe. When is it going to branch off? When's it going to turn? Mm-hmm. And they had to go all the way up to Tom Nolan's backyard to find it. Yep. So right now, we're, Tom, Tom's the spot to turn. Tom's like, I played here my entire life. Right? I think I brought some of those rocks inside. (laughs) That's just crazy. Yeah. Hmm. And 
anyways, everybody's talking. They all decide that they should have the berm, which is like right, they're right up against, probably pulled back some so they can get down to the stones that appear to be running underneath and up, upland, if you will. Mm -hmm. Billy shows up. Billy! You know, and so does Gary and uh, David. Because they got to... Yes, they got a metal detect to make sure that nothing, no artifacts are there. And they start by digging Billy's spoils as he gets to going. And let's see here. They Is do this find where, something. Yeah, Aaron uh, tells him to pull back about two buckets width. Okay. Very precise. And then Billy makes it so. And he makes it so. And he gives the spoils to uh, Gary and David. Yep. And they start scanning and they find something. A button. A button? Could it be? Yeah. And so it's like a cuff button. And Gary said it looked military. He also said it looked like there was some uh, def uh, defined decorations on it. Mm -hmm. And so with all of that, uh, they'll be able to at least trace it to where it's from originally. Mm -hmm. So that's quite good. Yeah. It's, oh, it had a, a lot of detail mm -hmm. on it i was just i was surprised at how much was in there but i guess if it's down that deep it's not like it's going to get oxidized and have the water run over it to erode stuff away if you will mm -hmm. yep so yeah he let's see here so then as after they talk about the button mm -hmm. rick shows up yes and he's at the swamp and he wants to check things out and um, he's like, hey, is Gary over there? Gary, you know, get, get down here and scan down here. Yeah. yeah. Right? Let, let's make it easier. It's going to be easier to scan here and then instead of doing up on the hill. Yeah. And so he starts scanning and he, and he gets another hit. And Miriam's just like right there. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, let me pick that up for you. <laughs> yeah, here. Why not? She gets out of her trial. Yeah. And you know what was kind of funny, though? Hmm. She like gets it in her hand and then she immediately gives it to Gary. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, aren't you the, like, you're the archeologist. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. It's like a reflex, you know, mm -hmm. like she, maybe she's watched the show so much every time someone picks something up, they just give it to Gary. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. And I think she, one of the archeologists, like when it's something actually found in like the stone pathway or whatever, they need to dig it out. And that's probably, oh, yeah. you know, the situation, yeah. especially since, I mean, if there's an archaeologist right there, you might as well, especially mm -hmm. when they have a trial handy. Trial team. Trial team go. Trial team go. And yeah, so it looks like a latch, right? It's something. Uh, Gary called it a fire grate latch, mm -hmm. which um, could potentially be very old. It looks like cast iron, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, it's old stuff. Well, we've found, it would make sense that there would be multiple fires along this road while they're working, or the fact that they found pieces to a potbelly stove, like yeah. for a ship, right earlier. That this was over season. by um, the anchors, right? Yeah, it was Anchor when stones. they were searching for that other potential anchor stone. Yeah, that uh, Stephen Erin Helton had set, you know, with her mm -hmm. triangulation of things. Yeah, and that mm -hmm. was right close to the swamp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we know that uh, Fred Nolan had found in a spoils pile up upland uh, pieces to a pot belly stove so it could be that this thing got smashed or there's multiple of them and that's why Probably we're finding multiple. pieces yeah. i mean it makes sense right same mm -hmm. thing with the cannon we keep finding pieces of these same type of things it's like For we're sure. reinforcing that story so mm -hmm. all right so uh they go do some other stuff then they do come back to the swamp of course of course doug is there aaron rick miriam we're all digging and clearing off the stone road mm-hmm Doug says, man, there's a lot of getting up and down in archaeology. <laughs> Rick, as he, like, under his breath, I'm right there with you, Doug. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you guys, I hope everybody brought knee pads like Aaron uses. You know, maybe we should send Doug and Rick some knee pads. Yeah. As like a... Maybe as, uh, as a welcome back to work. Yeah, I'm sure season you've nine gift. Because think about it, you're working on a stone road. Mm -hmm. And your knees are on these rocks. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Oh. You should see my knees super callous from walking from crawling around on like Not when you concrete are. for years mm -hmm. that's what i used to do yeah and so um yeah it 
I don't know. You become used to it after a while, but it's, it's still yeah. not like. But present. you're working these ridiculously long days and up and down and up and down. Yeah. I think those guys need some specialized knee pads. We should get on it. Uh, Probably Oak soon. Island acorns. <laughs> With our powers combined, knee pads we can send. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe some special ones. Yeah. So um, after they talk about that, uh, the getting up and down, um, <laughs> Aaron, oh, Aaron. Aaron says, you know, a hundred years ago, the dig site director would just sit in a chair and people would bring him things to look at. <laughs> and I, he's like, I, and he's thinking, I wish I was around during those days. Right. And Miriam, it's not going to happen, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> that was funny that was i was like but, good one Miriam. but like literally the next second miriam says oh i found something here aaron take a look she just takes it right to him like she just did the same the exact thing that she said she wasn't gonna do it's just not like, gonna happen aaron oh wait here it is. <laughs> but i guess aaron's just not oh, sitting gosh. in a chair he's the only one allowed to have knee pads it was funny yeah it it's absolutely hilarious. Oh gosh, yeah, it was good stuff, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he, she, what she found was some kind of like it looked like flint material or mm-hmm. um, something that could be a, a part of uh, a musket, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, Plotworthy does a little bit of a overview about such a thing. Yes, and um, yeah, don't know. Um, it could have been from the 1600s and could have been American Revolution, French Revolution, British. Who the heck knows? They all use that Because they stuff. all use that type of stuff. And so we would expect it to come from any of them. But we, we've got British connections here. We've got French connections here. We can't pin it down to anybody. At this point, it looks like it's both and everybody. How many military things have been found on this island especially buttons off of uniforms they find french military stuff british military stuff like every year I yeah mean, it's it's like an often it's like not uh abnormal to find anymore no so. it, it's really not yeah so um we do have another commercial break or whatever mm-hmm. and then we come back to the swamp Gary, David, Rick, Miriam, Alex, and Aaron are working once again. Gary's metal detecting and comes up with a piece of pottery. Pottery. Aaron says that it's a piece of a transfer print ware and says that it dates quite early. DJ was like, lick it. (laughs) That was my first response. Is he going to lick it? (laughs) You're a weirdo. Uh, I know, but it's funny because he totally tried to (laughs) lick it. Ah, it's stuck. Yeah. Uh, Probably early 17. 60s mm-hmm. and gary asks aaron if it's native to the area and he says no it would be french <laughs> of course of course why not you know you got a 50 50 shot are we french or british ancient french pottery written Could in code and then i think to myself okay here's a piece of it where's the rest like is it in the bottom of the brackish swamp because if this is indeed a wharf or whatever, yeah, and this stone pathway, and you drop something, part of it breaks there, and the rest falls to the bottom. They go and pick it all up. That's what they did. They cleaned up after themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was You're careful people. I was looking at some of the drone shots from the stone pathway, and it's clearly got like bigger rocks on the side and the smaller rocks in the middle, yeah. which to me says you know trying to keep yourself from falling in the water but i i don't know i i i just think that these next couple episodes are probably gonna blow our minds i was just about to say they're gonna be mind blowing yeah so what i i'm ready for it i mean bring it on yeah so then uh, we do hit the last um uh, scene in the swamp later on mm-hmm. and we have charles hanging out i was mm-hmm. like charles in the swamp i mean is he abandoning terry like what's up where's terry abandoned ship mm. no he abandoned it for a ship mm. yeah so steve was there scott billy doug hanging out with billy in the excavator mm-hmm. and they're you know doing some scooping action 
yeah, I Doug was co-pilot, mm-hmm. which was uh, obviously a good thing. Yeah, Steve's over there directing Billy where to dig mm-hmm. at the southern border of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Then and, we get uh, the sound clip. Oh, yes. And he says, I'll grab my GPS. <laughs> because apparently what they're doing, what Marty and Rick are saying is get to work and figure out where's the bottom of this thing. We right? need to get to the bottom of it. Literally. Literally. And they're going. So Steve says to Scott and Charles that they're going to dig along trench or like a cross section in the swamp. Mm-hmm. And it's to help them see if there was a spot deep enough in the swamp to bring in a small boat or a small ship mm-hmm. and be able to dock it by the paved area, which yes. we remember from last year. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, in my map extravaganzas. So I was looking at the swamp anomaly, the yep. ship shaped anomaly. And SHIP. Could it be? Let's not dork around it <laughs> and the paved area. And they literally butt up right next to each other. Those anomalies, like the, what would be the tip of the ship <laughs> goes right up next to it. So it makes sense that they'd be saying, okay, realistically, even though we did the cores from before, we were hoping for wood. We didn't pull up what we needed at the time. But they gave up too early, they did. too quickly. They did. Sorry, guys. But it's okay. It's okay. They're here now. Yes, they're here now. And saying, is it realistic? Could we go down deep enough that you could even get a ship in here? Hence the ship-shaped anomaly. Or are we just looking at something else so, altogether? Wasn't the ship-shaped anomaly like fifty feet deep, estimated? And they're um, scraping at one stuff. Portion. And the scraping. What they're scraping in this uh, episode was it like a ten to eleven feet deep? Yes, but we have to remember at 10, 11 feet deep, you're not really getting solid material. Are, there, like, are they already below sea level in the swamp? Well, I don't remember. When Steve puts, and it's in here, when Steve puts his GPS into the hole and yeah. he does reach the bottom, which, let's see here, what do they say? The bottom, the, the hard pan of the swamp he he's 10 feet below in that one spot not when they hit the ship. so is that 10 feet below sea level or mm-hmm. just 10 feet below like whatever is I, above him i believe it's 10 feet below sea, sea level, level okay. is my understanding and they're just trying to see how deep the bottom of the swamp the where the hard pan is right because mm-hmm. that's the goal like when they scan the outside of the island and they're trying to see what the shoreline would have looked like had it been an open harbor which is very possible now you have all that seismic stuff maybe i'll bring that to pregame too why not we can have all kinds of a ship-shaped discussion anywho 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 so they're trying to do a cross section of the swamp to see how deep it is marty explains getting down to the hard pan's really important and they could potentially be looking for artifacts from when it was a lot deeper and maybe an open open to the sea which means we'd be finding things that sunk to the bottom yeah so if it fell off your ship and it's always a bummer when you lose something off the edge of the ship it is so hopefully if that was indeed the case and it was that open harbor you're gonna bring something up that yeah but these guys whoever did this is uh really tidy they they make danny tanner look uh Mm -hmm. you know exactly like slob like these, these guys Absolutely. pick up after themselves and they don't mess around they do not leave anything behind but that's why you're most likely to find something at the bottom closer to the heart pan I, I hear you i hear you but i'm just like i'm not i'm not i'm not expecting them to find a thing now like it's just like they oh. didn't have like a tony on standby say hey i dropped a bowl can, can you go get it at the bottom how do you know? You're right. I don't know because <laughs> you never know what classic Oak Island. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? Yep. And sorry, uh, Billy is, goes on digging naturally, yep. doing his thing. And he hits something. Could it be? 
Yes. Um, Doug asks and assumes that it is the bottom, is the hard pan, it's the sand they've been trying to get to. And Billy's like, no, no, and no. And Billy's like, that's not till. And Doug says, right, well, how do you explain that? Billy, I don't know, <laughs> but there's something on the bottom. He's like, how? I can't see. And? And? And he's not joking. Maybe he's a jokester. No, Billy's not joking around. He's like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm handing something, and that is not the tell. Yeah, and so they they do, you know, pull up the scoop, and Doug asks, hey, I see something in that. Mm -hmm. Does that look like some wood in there? What what would there be wood doing in the middle of a boggy, nasty swamp, you know, 10 feet below sea level? Yeah, Not supposed to be there, so... He kind of jumps out mm-hmm. and he goes and grabs it. And uh, I like how Steve's like, oh, he's getting out. Yeah. Like, Ooh. it's like, it's like, it's like a uh, Doug and Billy are on display at a zoo and it's like in a claw machine. No, well, no, they're just like, okay. They're like wild animals in a zoo. Okay. And like Steve's the spectator from the outside watching. He's like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. Oh, it's coming out of the cave. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the lion's going back to uh, eat his food or whatever. It was like, ah, you know, it was, it was pretty funny. Was... Like, he, he seemed really excited that he was getting out. <laughs> so it must be something really important if he's getting out. I guess. And Doug so... gets out, gets on the little tracks there. Mm-hmm. And you see him, like, you get this side shot of him sticking his head in the bucket, right? <laughs> and this epic music starts playing. It's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, something good's going to happen. It's going to be gold. It's going to be, be gold. gold. <laughs> And I laughed actually when that music kicked in. Oh, oh, it it really tickled me. It was it was like gold. It was. I mean, it, it's Oak Island gold. Mm-hmm. He reached into the bucket and he pulls out what looks like a piece of finished wood. Yes, like it, say what? It was a sanded piece of wood. It mm-hmm. was not something that just came off of a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was definitely it wasn't a stick. Worked. Yeah, I mean, it it was nice. Yeah, and then Doug, you know. He says, looks like part of the ship's railing. And he just, you know, he kind of chucks it down to him to <laughs> allow them. Like if he's the zoo animal, I guess. He's like, here, you may see a piece of what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. At that point, he's more like a king throwing it something down and say, hey, okay, peasant, pick it up. I found this. I'm the king. You get a look at my spoils. I know. But Steve, <laughs> like, kind of pseudo does he just jumps at it no he's like about to but scott beats him like scott gets ahead of him and he's just standing there like okay i wasn't trying to (laughs) i wasn't excited i wasn't excited you were excited yeah scott you're the peasant yeah go get it (laughs) it, bring bring that to me me and my gps so i know where to mark it hearts for scott (laughs) hearts for scott oh that was great all right so (laughs) um yeah and they think, well, maybe that's part of a ship's railing. Yeah. You know, so um, Billy tells Steve and Scott and Charles that he's on top of something and he can't get down to the sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott gives Steve a, the, a look, the look, a grin. You know, they're both thinking like because it goes from Scott to Steve on the pan and they're like a ship in the swamp. So we've been waiting for. Like what? What? This is so typical Oak Island. Yeah, so typical. Okay, so five years ago, yes. Charles says, "Dig here." C one. Bing, bada boom. C one. Yep. All right. Oh my gosh, was that gold? Eh, let's put it on the back burner. We got other things to worry about. Yeah, let's gold. <laughs> I mean, it was a gold shiny thing, but it yeah. wasn't like we don't know yeah but five years and later they... we're back to c1 circle around yep and then we have uh three years ago mm-hmm. we have seismic testing shows something like looks like a ship and they they do a couple of probes and like meh mm-hmm. let's move on to something else no 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 and now they're back <laughs> well it's like tony discovering the rocks in season one we keep circling back guys circle back i know it's hard because they have such a they have so many things on their agenda that they need to get to and there's so much going on it's just it's just kind of weird like they put out that floating barge uh last season to do or is it two seasons ago to do the um sonic drilling yeah to to see about the ship shape anomaly Mm -hmm. and they did like what two no they did more than that because on the map I have, it shows where they did a full dissection right through the middle. Oh, okay. And it was like a horizontal section. So in, like if it's sitting this way, yeah, they would have gone this way instead of 
yeah. drilling this way yeah, which makes sense yeah because you're probably bound to find something yeah but they didn't go the long length of the ship instead they went horizontally through the center it makes more sense to do horizontally through the center though I don't know. I think it does because you're if if there's something there that runs the entire length, you're bound to hit it. But if there's gaps, then that's a problem. Because then if you only tried one thing, one section, mm-hmm. and there's gaps there, or I mean, maybe that maybe they uh, went through and it was like pulp and mm-hmm. it didn't even come out like wood at that. Oh well, yeah, you know? the wood would have wood would have disintegrated. But now we're finding mm-hmm. ships railing that was down there. So, so yeah, but they're looking at the southern portion of mm-hmm. the anomaly now. And like you said, like if they would have gone the whole length, mm-hmm. they would have had to do like multiple mm-hmm. uh cross yeah. sections, I think. But they didn't find anything and they're like, well, we have all these other things where we think we have a better shot. So let's mm-hmm. go back to them. And then it just circles back to this and it's kind of it's it's cool it's good mm-hmm. but it's also a little sad because it's like oh you could have had some cool stuff and uh more progress on this before but you know then they would have had less progress somewhere else so it's, you and it's I a double-edged sword talked about this a little bit by i was saying i think that potentially the ship-shaped anomaly could also be something like that would be made of stone or whatever well when they were doing those cores they kept hitting like cap rock Mm-hmm. you know and having a hard time getting through well now we're finding all these stone structures so were they just drilling through like the stone, stone the stone pathway extended maybe yeah. or something else made of stone i don't know they need to just put a coffer dam around the entire swamp and excavate the entire thing yeah well, last year we didn't have a, they didn't have enough material to be able to get that coffer mm-hmm. dam soon enough. So they do have, you know, a little bit more lead time here. So maybe they'll be able to move material sooner. It's one of the main roads on the island, though, that is on the southern border of the swamp. Yeah, but there's other ways to around i'm sure they can figure out the logistics and maybe they won't cut into that part maybe (sighs) i mean i could just sit here and speculate all day but we won't let's move forward let's let's move forward so um you know clotworthy does do a recap of the seismic uh you know studies Mm -hmm. in the swamp and billy um in shorts of course Mm -hmm. climbs down to take a look at inside the bucket with Doug, and they find another piece of this railing or whatever. Right. And then I'm sure Billy threw it down saying, no, now I am the king, you peasants. No, he hung on to it. <laughs> I know, I'm just teasing. He's like, this is mine. And this is my top pocket. <laughs> That's right. Says, yeah. Pretty good stuff. And so Scott calls Rick to come check this out. Rick mm-hmm. appears rather quickly with uh, Gary and David Frenetti. Yeah, he seems to be hightailing it with people in tow. I mean, naturally. Yeah. So they, they give it to Rick, you know, let him take a look and he says uh well i think this is the guy to take a look at it and he Mm -hmm. hands it to gary and gary says it looks like a finished piece of wood and uh you know it looks like a ship's railing and what the heck is that doing in the in a hole in the ground Mm -hmm. in the middle of a bog yeah exactly he says it's a good sign they're gonna find more Mm -hmm. and that's when steve does say that they found the wood 10 feet below sea level Gotcha. so that makes sense yeah and then Doug and Billy, who look very proud of themselves standing they up should. on the excavator with huge smiles. Uh, well, they're the kings at this point. Right. They're royalty. They are. Uh, tell Rick that they're scraping on something and it's not the bottom of the swamp. And Rick looks excited. Like he's so excited. <laughs> and I thought he was going to dive right into that hole. Someone <laughs> was going to have to hold him back from drinking all the water and diving straight in. Uh, he asks if you can see anything in there, and they say no, Rick. Well, why not? Because <laughs> we don't have X-ray vision, Rick. That was my thought. I was like, Rick, calm down. Rick, you're the one with the cape on. Well, your, why uh, can't we see on anything? your trading card? You, you probably have the. Uh, uh, That's a. It turns into a coffer dam. I'm yeah. sure, but I don't even. Rick is just like offended that they can't <laughs> see down there, and he's like, well thinking why don't we already have a pump in there or you know what why can't we see why isn't this happening you have to find out what it is exactly doesn't he say something like um spare no expense or something 
You remember? That? Oh yeah, he. Yeah, I think I put that. I don't see that in the notes. But it, yeah, he says whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever. Seriously. It takes. Yeah, like legit. I don't care if this costs my brother a million dollars. Yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom. He doesn't of this. care. Like he's. I, I'm serious. Whatever it takes. Yeah. And he's thinking we already ditched the coffer dam. I'm gonna pull some of that. Yeah. And so he says also that he's really sad right now because it's not 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because if it was 9 a.m., they could really get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. And um, it's late in the day. So at this point, we got to call it today. Mm -hmm. Thought it was interesting that when rick asks like in relation to the hole like yeah. how big is it and billy says in relation to the hole like it's running the entire length of it so whatever in that section he's pulled it's not like there's a break so it's a continuation hopefully they find a, a big giant ship in the swamp yeah billy yeah. found something though yeah billy <laughs> uh oh tough pocket find <laughs> he well shoves done, Billy. the wood in his pocket and zips it up oh my gosh Billy that was pretty good. moment of the episode what a way to close out that episode yeah good job Billy well done usually top pocket finds like a metal object he's like I've got a piece of railing well, it's mine well done uh the billster billster <laughs> that's right. a new one and that's it the for the episode now we have next time on the curse of oak island so they're drilling no yeah okay. could it be it could be and it's hard to see exactly where they are but they're close to water and to me it looks like smith's cove okay and a new choice sausage hits the table okay and there appears to be something exciting in it which uh -oh. i mentioned earlier holy cow yeah oh wow, oh, wow. uh i think steve was the, oh wow and sounded <laughs> like he was gonna fall over the holy cow is probably terry it probably that or or scott scott's a holy cow kind of guy well it's not spooner he's a holy crow yeah he's a holy crow uh scott's a holy cow and spooner's a holy crow <laughs> wow <laughs> the animals of the island it's the next trading card series <laughs> animals of the island yeah. uh we get a picture of craig delivering dates in the war room he's mm. got his happy face on and he says the artifacts are pre-searcher and Whoa. everybody's amazed yeah. jack what's go what was going on here jack what do you think we've been trying to figure out for like 226 oh, no. years now he like jumps mm -hmm. out of his chair practically yeah, and he's stoked. i i felt like he was about to do laps around the room like yeah cartwheels no i feel like he's more of a laps guy than a cartwheels guy mm. I, th I think he'd probably do like back handsprings at length. He definitely feels like a back handspring yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah I would agree is that, with is that. Is that the right terminology? I yes, I back, back handspring. Yeah, I, a back handspring okay, is what you're thinking of. Yeah, so David and Gary pull up a huge piece of iron. Could it be? And Gary says, what the heck is that? It's huge. I guess I'll have to go visit Carmen Lake. <laughs> right? And it's got a big old like yeah. hook on it. Yeah. And Aaron is loud yeah i guess they don't maybe they don't need to take it carmelite because yeah. aaron says that is very badly burned and part of a ship mm -hmm. ding 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 winner winner chicken dinner yeah that more ship pieces and it looked like they pulled it out of the swamp yep oh and my gosh. Uh, there's also a large timber in the swamp that they're running into so yeah and it's like running horizontal so <sighs> yeah it was really big like it made me think of smith's cove big yeah yeah crazy maybe there was a coffer dam there maybe it was another u-shaped structure except you know seismic said it was like a i-shaped structure or lowercase l sure that's all i got all right and then that's it and then i guess we'll find out tonight in the united states and next sunday in canada yeah uh, I'm excited else, for tonight. else times around the world. Else times around the world. So that is the episode. Mm -hmm. And we liked it a lot. I give it 10 out of 10. Oh, 10 out of 10. It would be an 11 out of 10 if I just saw like a ship come out of there or something. But I really enjoyed it. I think it was the most intense episode yet this season. I get a feeling the finale will be, which is the 27th. I believe, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So it's coming quick. It's coming quick. Yeah, a couple more weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. And uh, what else do we got? Do you, 
okay, so we have Oak Island um, not trivia. We have Oak Island pregame tonight. Yes. And that's at, at facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. Mm-hmm. And excuse me. I you burped. okay? Man. Um, it'll be at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Be there or be square. Or or B T square. Is yeah. that that's the next episode? Is it called Be There or T Square? I think so. No. Was... Be there or T Square. Yeah, there you go. So be there or T Square, our yes. dear friends. Yes. Um, of course, you can find us on social media. We already mentioned the Facebook, uh, Instagram at Oak Island Podcast, Twitter at Oak Island Pod. You can email us at Oak Island Podcast dot com no it's oak island podcast at gmail.com you pulled it what you pulled did i say meeting. you said oak island podcast.com oh that's weird <laughs> you can find that's us at oak island podcast.com that needs updating you can even go to youtube.com slash oak island podcast yeah we're there too we we're at there. all the we're all the places we are um i would like to read a review just my ears deceive me one, Tell me one star. No, no I'm not just again. No, I'm just kidding. It's five stars. Okay. I, I do not have the capacity for that right now. No, but um, if you want to make Deidre smile and you haven't reviewed us somewhere, please go and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Please. Please. All right. And it's because it'll make Deidre smile and we like to see her smile. All right. So this is from HHS HD HD HJD IAOD. I can't pronounce that. That's a lot of HDs. Yeah, I think they just like ran their fingers across the keyboard. Maybe quickly, not, but maybe it means something cool. I don't know. All right, you ready for this? It says, I'm ready. "Great podcast." Okay, I like it. It says, "My dad loves the show. <laughs> this podcast is very interesting and fun to listen to." Oh, I love how the speakers engage with the show. They really know what they are talking about, and their passion is refreshing and exciting. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, HHS, HD, HD, HJD, IAOD. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, that was really sweet. It was. Like, it was great. Oh, and I love that your dad loves the show. Love to your dad. Yes, absolutely. Tell them, tell him tell if him, he listens. Please. Well, he would listen, right? If he's. Well, I don't know. They might be. They might say that their dad loves the Curse of Oak Island. Mm, and got then it. this person. HHS HD yada yada okay. is uh, a, a fan of the podcast. Got but maybe they both are. With Shout their out powers to both combined. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. And uh, like we said, uh, one more time. Yeah, go give us a five star review. It'd be it would uh, warm our hearts. It, w- it would. Like oh, that was so sweet. They even it called was. us refreshing. Well, like a Gatorade or something. Like right? a Gatorade. Isn't it a cold drink of water? Isn't that supposed to be? It's like when Jack really needed it when he was digging that hole. And yeah, he's like, you can have some water when you're done digging. He's like, you're, yes, when, please. When you're, digging, when you're done digging your own, your own grave, you can have a glass of water. One glass, Jack. <laughs> so messed up. And it's brackish. <laughs> yeah, it's directly from the swamp. That's all the water you get. I don't care if it tastes like sulfur. <laughs> I hope they have like life straws on standby for, you know, in case you have to drink the brackish water. You know, at least you'd get some filtration. Maybe we should send them knee pads and life straws. I don't even know what a life straw is. We have them. What is it? They're like, so you can drink out of the streams and like not die from contaminants. Oh, I, I would be fine. It, I'm not worried about that kind of thing. Okay. You don't. Never mind. All right. So are we done? We are done. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We look forward to seeing you tonight. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> and, and oh, bingo. And until next time. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Sorry. I got button happy. And until next time. Could it be? Have a good night, guys. Or day. day. Have a good day. Oh, bingo.